You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. People often ask me about how my clients or how my program owners' perfect moments come about or how, having set their mind, how does the whole thing work out in the end? Because I'm always telling stories of, for example, how people, when I meet them first, are grappling with some perceived challenge. For example, one individual in particular many years ago was grappling with the perceived challenge of him being unable to stand up in front of a group of people and make a presentation or a speech. Now, I say it was a perceived challenge for the simple reason that it was something related to something that he had learned when he was young and impressionable. And an awful lot of people say to me, well, you tell all these stories about how people came to you in the first place, perhaps stuck in a certain situation, dissatisfied with themselves, or as we'll discover in a minute, perhaps desperate. And a lot of people say to me, but you never tell us how the whole thing worked out. Now, that actually isn't true, because in the online program, there's a lot of case studies where I actually go through blow by blow, how people have gone from being perhaps in a desperate situation to setting their minds, having cleared their minds. You know what I'm talking about from our previous conversations on this podcast. Having set their minds to achieve certain objectives, or perhaps, let me put it this way, the perfect moments that their heart desires. Now, there's a whole way of actually going about that, which, by the way, and this is an important aside, I'm actually exploring in some detail in the latest free training program that I have just put online. All you have to do is click the link at the bottom of your podcast player to sign up for this particular series, because it does touch on First of all, how to clear your mind with a view to getting to the point where you have a better sense of what you want to achieve with a view to setting your mind to achieve those objectives. Now, I talk and I have been talking about this for the last 26 odd years at this stage. I talk about setting your mind to experience a perfect moment. And the reason I talk that way is that we set our minds in a way that enables our subconscious mind to take the same kind of psychological snapshot, as it's actually called, an impressive picture that makes and leaves an impression upon ourselves in the same way as we took psychological snapshots that gave us mostly an incorrect impression of who we actually are when we were young and impressionable. So there's a certain necessity to give your subconscious mind actually a snapshot, in other words, a picture. And a picture is a still, that's what a snapshot is, of a particular moment in time. Now, 
unfortunately, when we were young and impressionable, we didn't have the necessary filters or experience in place to be able to choose which psychological snapshots that we would take and which we would choose to avoid by virtue of the fact that they might be bad for us. Unfortunately, without those filters or that experience, when we were two or three years or four years old, we took any and every psychological snapshot, but mostly we took the psychological snapshots that made us feel bad about ourselves. That's why people have their hang-ups about themselves. That is why people carry around baggage and say to me when I meet them first, oh, I'm suffering from low self-esteem or I'm suffering from a lack of self-confidence or I'm suffering from stress. There's an interesting one. Stress stems from you not having the correct perspective on yourself because stress comes from you thinking about what's going on in the here and now and wondering whether with all your preconceived inadequacies you're able to cope with it. And the answer to that normally will be no. And that's what actually triggers the stress response. There's a whole other conversation that we need to have on that particular aspect of how the stress response is triggered through a process known as two-step cognitive appraisal. So it isn't just threats. It's not just even perceived threats. It is down to whether you think you're able to cope with the perceived threat or not, or whether who you think you are thinks that who you think you are is able to cope with what you think is going on. Mad stuff, as we've said before. But let's roll all the way back to the start of our conversation today, because I want to get into the very good habit of talking with you about the exploits of some of the people with whom I've worked and how they have changed their lives completely and how they have gone about understanding what they really wanted out of life and how they actually went about getting what they want out of life. Now, that's an interesting one. Just as I use that particular expression, how they went about it, you would assume, using your mind normally, that they had a plan. No, they didn't have a plan. They had an outcome in mind, in subconscious mind, given to them by themselves, by virtue of their setting their mind to the perfect moment that I talked about a couple of minutes ago. I want to explore, first of all, however, a number of interactions I've had with people over, over, over a quarter of a century at this stage with regard to how people have to, as I said a few minutes ago, be pretty much desperate very often to actually do something about changing their lives. Now, we, we could go off into a whole conversation here on the matter of resilience and, and how human beings pride themselves on being resilient and indeed how there is a whole area of the training industry devoted to training people in how to be resilient. Now resilience from where I'm sitting and bear in mind I've been doing this for a long time at this stage, resilience from where I'm sitting is basically human beings putting up with crap that they shouldn't have to put up with for any longer than they should have to put up with it for. Now, I know that gra it grammatically isn't quite correct, but you, you see the point I'm making. Resilience 
is basically, ah, I, I, I'm in my comfort zone. It's awfully uncomfortable, but I'll put up with it. I'll decorate my comfort zone by pretending that resilience is a good thing, or I'll put up posters of places that I would love to go. Uh, holidays, for example. An ordinary person's holiday is an escape from their prison cell for a period of time. But it's like parole. It isn't, or you're out on probation. It isn't that you've actually freed yourself. In other words, you're really only decorating your prison cell. Most people have to get awfully desperate before they will do the stuff that they should have done in the first place. And, you know, this leads me to a conversation I had many years ago, and this is the guy I want to talk about today, a conversation I had many years ago with a guy who signed up for a three-day workshop. This is back when I started first, so we're talking about maybe 1997, 1998, when what my online program is now was a three-day workshop, a face-to-face workshop. And, and this guy signed up and paid up. And, and the, the price at the time was £1,950, Irish pounds. And I don't know what that's the equivalent of nowadays, but it's quite a bit of money. He, he signed up, he paid up, but he didn't turn up. And I asked him afterwards, why did you not turn up? He said, oh, I had a clash, something happened. He said, well, I'll come to the next one, which he didn't. And he said, I'll come to the next one, which he didn't. I used to run these about half a dozen times a year in Dublin at the time. I'd run them in other places too, but this is an Irish guy, in fact, a good friend of mine, who I'd known for quite a long period of time. 18 months passed before he actually finally turned up to one of those three-day workshops. And I asked him, what took you so long? And he said, and I wait till you hear this, he said, I was afraid to find out who I might really be. Now, you could put that another way and say that he was afraid to discover his own true potential, or he was actually a scared stiff of leaping out of his comfort zone. He was still prepared to put up with the crap that he was putting up with, which I'll go through in a moment, because he was afraid to open the door of his prison cell and walk out it. Now, let's stick with the analogy of the prison cell for just a moment, because it's an important one, because wired evolution has seen it that way to stay in our comfort zone regardless of how uncomfortable or unsavory that comfort zone might be we are wired not to put ourselves outside our comfort zone because to do so in evolutionary times would have placed us in harm's way therefore when we use our minds normally we're prepared to put up as i said earlier on with all kinds of crap and we're actually afraid to see what the world is like outside the prison cell. Now, of course, if you do decide I'm going to open the door of the prison cell, you'll realize, first of all, it was never locked. You'd only locked it yourself with your own thoughts. If you take one step further, you'll realize there actually wasn't a door. And once you're outside, you'll realize there was no prison cell. You only just imagined it. The thoughts that you were carrying around with you as a result of the psychological snapshots that you took, the ones that we talked about earlier, when you were young and impressionable, that formed this imaginary prison cell for you, that you put up with. And perhaps you listening to me now are putting up with it. This guy, it took him 18 months. It's not the record, by the way, for somebody signing up, paying up and not turning up, but it's damn near the record. 18 months for him to get to the point where 
he actually said to himself, I'm going to take the plunge. I talked to this guy at length. I talked to him one-to-one -one subsequently as well. As I said, he was a very good friend of mine. He worked in the life insurance industry and he'd worked in the life insurance industry all his life. He was not a happy camper in the life insurance industry. He was effectively going through the motions, messing. I think that's probably the best way to explain how he was actually behaving himself in that life that he had. He told me after some conversation that actually what he really wanted to do was own and run a fishing lodge on Ireland's River Shannon. Now, he happened to be a very well-known coarse fisherman. I don't know what a coarse fisherman is, by the way. And he used to say to me, you know, oh, all this nonsense about calming your mind, come and sit with me in the middle of a lake for a day and I'll show you what a calm mind is like. And yeah, maybe he could calm his mind. But the fact of the matter was, as we have said before in so many of these podcasts, having a calm and clear mind isn't enough. The real question is that when you develop your ability to be calm and clear in your own mind, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with your clear and calm mind once you got rid of the stress out of your life once you have got outside that prison cell where do you want to go and that is why it's so important to look at the second piece of the jigsaw that i mentioned earlier on setting your calm and clear mind so it goes about enabling you live the life that you want to live this guy had never done that but he did having sat in the middle of lakes ad nauseum he did know the kind of life he wanted to live so he said to me this is what i want he said it's unrealistic i wouldn't make money out of it and as i said to him at the time and i'll say it to you now and indeed i said it to somebody in a one-to-one -one call just yesterday unrealistic is one of these cop-outs that normal people use to convince themselves that they'd be better off staying in their prison cell because there's nothing for them that's realistically attainable outside it's it's an excuse for not putting your foot outside your comfort zone it's not it's it's an excuse for not saying to yourself well this is the life i want i'm going to set my mind and let my mind take me there and that is not just some kind of motivational or simple fantastical statement that I've just made. Modern neuroscience tells us that that exactly is what our mind will do if we'd only get out of our own way, if we'd only walk out the door of the prison cell, so to speak. Anyway, this friend of mine told me that he wanted to own and run a fishing lodge. And he hand wrote that. Now, there's a little more to it than that, but that's the essence of setting your mind. He handwrote what that would be like. You, you see what I've just said? He didn't handwrite that I own a fishing lodge. He handwrote what it would feel like, what it would be like to own that fishing lodge. About six months later, his employer offered him a very large redundancy package. Here was the capital to enable him go and live the life of his dreams. And he said to me, he said, I, I'm now even more scared than I was in the first place. Now, of course, we know from our previous conversations that fear doesn't exist. 
unless you're confronted by a tiger or a 40 foot trailer coming straight at you or your as I said before your stiletto is stuck in the tracks on the level crossing and there's an express train heading straight for you I'm not talking about that kind of fear I'm talking about the fear we make up in our own heads oh I couldn't do this I'd be afraid to do that I'd be afraid to say that what would people think of me he was afraid so he got his capital to set up his fishing lodge what did he do he took another job in another life insurance company and I said to him what are you doing I said there is a classic example of how synchronicity works providing you with the money to go and do exactly what you want to do he said no I'm afraid I said it, you're going to get another opportunity like that because the way your mind is now set it is going to provide you with a number of opportunities to enable you go and do what you really want to do. Two years later, the employer for whom he was then working merged with another organization, offered him a big lump of money by way of redundancy, took the large lump of money. So now he has two payoffs, two big opportunities staring him in the face. What did he do? Yeah, you know exactly what he did, because he was scared. This guy had been scared from the moment he had booked and paid for the workshop that he hadn't turned up to for 18 months. This guy was scared. Now, he'd set his mind, and life, or the universe, or synchronicity, or whatever you want to call it, and indeed there's a huge load of science behind that, kept giving him the opportunity. Here's a pot of money. Here's a second pot of money. Two years later, here's a third pot of money. Same circumstances. What did he do? He went into business with a couple of other guys to set up an insurance brokerage. Now, this is a salutary tale for a whole variety of reasons. Number one, when you set your mind, you should just let yourself go and do it. You need to let yourself off the hook of the fears that we carry around with us but it is a salutary tale in a far more fundamental way. Two years later, my friend, and he was only in his late 30s at the time, was diagnosed with brain cancer. And I happened to ring him. I didn't re realize how seriously ill he was. I happened to ring him the day before he died. I was one of the very last people to talk to him. And I said, I chatted with him for a short while, obviously. And then I said to him, because I'm, this is the kind of guy I am. I said, have you any regrets? To which he replied something that I can't repeat because he called me something and he knew, he knew what I was getting at. He said, oh, you're right. So-and-so. He said, you know what I regret. He died at 39 years of age having not lived the life that you wanted to live. How much of your life have you lived without living the life that you want to live? And how long are you going to wait to start living the life that you want to live? I mentioned earlier on that I have a free online training program online at the moment that will enable you kickstart your journey into the known it's not the unknown because there's a bit of you deep down that knows what kind of life you want to live 
It's only your thinking mind that thinks otherwise. It is only your thinking mind that thinks it might be unrealistic. It is only your thinking mind that thinks you wouldn't deserve it. It's only your thinking mind that's getting in the way. So you could kickstart your journey into the known today. Now, people say to me, hold on, this is a free training program. Where's the catch? I got an email a couple of weeks ago from a guy I do not know. And he said to me, he said, I started following you. I think he's following me on Facebook. He's a member of my Facebook group to succeed. Just let go. Same name as this podcast. And he had signed up a couple of years ago to one of my free online training programs. Now, he actually told me in the email that he had done it at the time because he was desperate. He had just come out of an awful divorce. The divorce had distracted him so much that he had lost his business. Everything had gone down the drain. In other words, he was one of the people to whom I referred earlier on. He was desperate. It took that level of desperation for him to take his first step on the road into the known that I referred to a moment ago. The email said, this all started two years ago. He said, I'm in a new relationship. My health is so much better. I have a new business that is thriving. And I have done all this thanks to you without ever paying you a penny. There you are. I shouldn't have said that because obviously I make my living out of selling my online program. And where are you to actually step into the free training that's online at the moment, which, by the way, is standalone free training. It stands on its own two feet. It'll get you going. Where are you to sign up for that? You'll get an option to join me in the online program. What's the difference? Well, this guy sent me an email two years after he'd started out on the journey. Most people don't have the discipline to stick to a journey on their own. That's the first point I'd make. Most people don't have the structure. Why do they not have the discipline and structure? For the simple reason that they've been using their minds in the normal automatic way all of their lives, which keeps them from getting what they want. Because as we said a minute ago, the thinking mind is always getting in your way. The other point is that it took them two years. I have owners of the online program. I have one particular owner, girl in the UK, who says that she started the program and a couple of days later, and I quote, it was like the tooth fairy came to me overnight. Everything started happening. So another guy, owner of the online program, said he noticed major changes within 10 days, as did those around him. So in other words, the minute you begin to get your own head clear, your relationships, for example, improve. That's one of the most fundamental things that actually happens. Anyway, I digress. The point I want to make here today is that most people are actually afraid to put their foot on the journey of a lifetime, a journey, as I said, into the known. It's not really a journey. It's an exciting adventure. Most people will wait until they are so uncomfortable in their prison cell that they can't but do something about it. In other words, most people will be desperate before they say, I need to do something about this. Most people will, like a girl I started working with a couple of months ago, 
say to me, how many years of my life have I wasted? The girl in question said to me, oh my God, I think I've wasted the first 59 years of my life. And I said to her, it doesn't matter. The whole adventure has started now. And my question to you today is, when is your adventure going to start in earnest? You see, most people are like a very good friend of mine that I had many, many years ago, who was also a client of mine. And every couple of months, he would send me in the post, because I was living in France at the time, well, I still am actually, but he'd send me in the post from the UK, the latest self-help or personal development book he was reading. Oh, this is a great read, he'd say. Fabulous. And you should go to this particular chapter or listen to what he's saying here. And the books were piling up. I was getting a book every two or three months. And eventually I rang him and I said, Peter, stop sending me books. I said, stop buying the books. Stop reading the books. I said, basically, what you're doing is like gathering all of the brochures for all of the exotic holidays you could take and pouring over them and marveling at the photographs of the exotic beaches or the Himalayas or whatever, and never buying a ticket to go anywhere. You need to stop reading and start doing. I didn't say it quite as nicely as that. A lot of the people with whom I work cherish the fact that every so often I'll give them a well-positioned kick in the appropriate part of their anatomy to get them going, or a slap across the face if that's what they want. Metaphorically speaking, of course, you do understand that. You need to stop thinking about living the life that you'd love to live, because one of these days, all of the opportunities will have passed you by. Today, opportunities are passing you by. My friend, who unfortunately passed us all by in the end, as we all will, my friend had three golden opportunities handed to him on a plate. Money to enable him live the life that he wanted to live, live the life that he actually probably craved, live the life that he was ultimately afraid to live. Now you might say to yourself, hold on, this guy actually set his mind, so surely it would have come to pass. The fact is that he had three opportunities stare him in the face that would have enabled it to come to pass. But ultimately, he didn't look after the first piece of what I'm always talking about, the two-piece jigsaw. Remember what those two pieces are. Number one, I need to develop my innate ability to be clear and present in my mind, free of the thoughts that might create, for example, fear. The second piece of the jigsaw is I need to set my mind to believe that I am experiencing the life that I would really love to live. Those two pieces go hand in hand. You could set your mind and fall down on the first one. And that's exactly what happened in his case. The challenge in life is not to wake up and clear your mind. The challenge in life is to wake up, clear your mind, and stay awake. Stay awake so that you notice the opportunities. These opportunities were staring him in the face. But not just notice the opportunities, but you're awake enough and clear enough in your own mind to embrace those opportunities with open arms. Because believe you me, where you are sitting today, 
where you are living your life today. There are opportunities flying all around you. As another client of mine said many years ago, I didn't realize till I opened my eyes that I was drowning in a sea of opportunity. You need to open your eyes and you need to stay awake. It's easy because ultimately that's the only challenge. And the only challenge is an easy challenge because it isn't a challenge to do something huge. It isn't a challenge to go off and do something that would make you so wildly uncomfortable that you would never consider doing it. The challenge is awfully simple and the challenge is now. And the challenge is, am I clear and present now or not? Simple as that. Because the minute you start saying to yourself, well, I choose to be present now. And the minute you start training yourself to be present now, everything begins to roll forward on that adventure that I mentioned, the adventure of your lifetime, the adventure into the known. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www dash